The MomCast is brought to you by Mid-Ohio Pediatrics, where your family is ours. Body performance, perform for life. And by AquaTots Swim Schools, safety first, fun every second. Mom! Mama! Mommy! It's the MomCast, with your hosts, Mindy Dreher, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you! We are back at you for another MomCast. We're having so much fun. We're just hope that we're hoping that you're having as much fun as we are. We, being Stacy and Michaela and myself, boy, ladies, we have a lot to talk about today. First of all, the talk of the country right now is hypnotizing your kids. <laughs> are you getting sleepy? <laughs> Think of that. Yeah. And also, moms, be honest. Do you take good care of yourselves, or do you kind of let that slide because you're so busy taking care of your kids and your husbands instead? And it's fair season. Woo-hoo! So much to do Yay. at the Ohio State Fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've got all that covered for you. There is a hot topic around the country this week. I don't know if you all have seen this or not, but a thought that hypno parenting might help you deal with your children and behavior. I know, Stacy, you had seen this. Yes. And, um, you know, I, first of all, I've been hypnotized. Have any of you been hypnotized? No. I no, have. I bet not. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, see that you would no, I think you have to be willing to do that. And it was hard for me. It was hard for me because I think our personalities are similar. Yes. You don't want someone to kind of control relinquish. You. There you go. Yeah, control. And so it's hard. It, it took a while for me to do that. You did it? I did. And I didn't feel like it worked. Okay. So did I, you fake it? I don't. I, I was visualizing things, but I don't think I was hypnotized. So okay. I don't even know if so I faked it. you didn't bark it. like a dog if they no, asked you to bark like a dog. No, it was very, it was bizarre. I talked like um, Scooby-Doo. No, you did yeah, not. Yeah, I did. I did. Why? We, because he hypnotized me. Did they have proof and of he it? Told me, yeah, we did a, you know, I'm on the radio. We did it on the radio. He oh, hypnotized me. This is one of the funny and guys. It was you real. Guys, yeah. yeah one of the, and yes, it was. And, it, and interestingly enough, afterwards, there were a lot of lasting effects. Because first of all, I was very relaxed. That's the thing I remember. I was so relaxed and happy. And he said, you know, when Hmm. I was doing that, I wanted you to be rested. So I added that in there. But then I also had a just not and not in a weird way, either a very strong fondness for the person that hypnotized me in a very positive way. way. So I was thinking about that because I saw this and I thought, what a great thing for parents. But then I thought, would I have let my mom hypnotize me? Well, because that's what she's doing. I mean, this professional hypnotist who's a mom claims she can make kids, the worst behaved kids, act like angels. If you read the New York Post article. And she was on GMA on ABC this week, too. And Lisa Mockenberg says hypnosis and parenting is a natural combination. And she charges for it. To, she well, says she, of course she does. About a well. thousand kids over 23 years. And she charges about $125 an hour. But... It benefits her and her husband, and, you know, their lives are crazy. It calms down the kids. Well, they, I read even things like, no, and these were parents actually hypnotizing their own children. Things like bedwetting, they said it helped with that. They said even um, self-esteem issues. If you have a child that's just struggling a little bit, maybe doesn't have enough confidence, that you would be able to put them under and, through suggestion, get them kind of over the hump, so to speak, 
to be a little more self-confident. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm more of a traditionalist. I guess I'm just not buying it. And I know maybe it's worked for other people, but I could not imagine putting my son and daughter under hypnosis. Oh, come on. You would never want to do that if you could do it. I don't think it would work. But if you could do it. I mean, think about it. As a parent. My kids are perfect anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if, if someone said, this is guaranteed, you, you can change this, that, or whatever. Would I give it a shot? Why not? But could but you a, imagine? I mean, would you do it? Well, my friends sometimes say I'm a little woo-woo. <laughs> you <laughs> are a little woo-woo. woo-woo. Uh-huh. And so I think I would try it if, it was, if I was really dealing with some behavioral difficulties just once. Obviously, I'm not going to be the one to do it. I'm going to have to take, you know, Logan right. Christian, someone who is trained to do it. But I would try it once if I really was at this place where, you know, I couldn't get things to happen and behavior was out of control. I think I'd try it. Yeah, I just see, picture I my can... mom like, you know, telling me not to do certain things, even now. I mean, to think about your mom doing it, because that was kind of the point of this. Parents learning to do it. You know, what kid would say, sure, mom, sure, dad, you just hypnotize me. Because you know... You got to learn how to do it the right way too. I mean, I would not know the first way about how to oh, do no. it. I mean, is it I like hanging either. the thing in front of your face? You know, or is it talking gently and they're focused and sitting back? I mean, there would be a learning bit for the parent too to do it themselves. Maybe it's different for each kid. I don't know, but perhaps if we had children that were, you know, off the behavioral scale and they really needed help, I would consider Maybe it. Maybe I don't it. have that situation. Sometimes I think but I might I'm at also home. a traditionalist, mm-hmm. where I'm just not. I would. I don't look at it that way because I am such a traditionalist. I am back to old school kind of. What um, if your son, a little bit older, obviously, yes, older, dating someone you maybe don't find. You that. better say older because he's not dating <laughs> until know, twenty five years old. But dating someone you're not that um, enamored with. That's go. a great question, That's a nice and I can hypnotize him and say she is no good. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. You only have eyes for mama. <laughs> So we can talk you into it in that That, case. You put it like that, I'm in. It depends on the situation, doesn't it? It truly does. But that isn't really in their heart. That's kind of funny. We would love to know what you think, obviously, about this. Would you try to do it yourself? Would you send your child to a kind of a special hypnotist to do Mm -hmm. this? Like, how do you view this? We're asking you about it on our Facebook page and on Twitter. So make sure you weigh in there. Tell us what you think about it. What about hypnotizing our husbands? Oh, I'm. Oh, that's totally different. all in. I think I've already hypnotized mine. <laughs> Teach me, Stacy. Teach me. Well, I mentioned this last week, moms, that when you're on an airplane and they say, you know, when the um, oxygen mask drops, put it on yourself first, and then help your children. Um, taking care of yourself is kind of the same way. Oh, it's exactly the same. As way. moms, sometimes we put ourselves on the back burner and we need to make sure that we're healthy if we want to take care of our families, our kids. So we've got a little bit of help. We have fitness expert Beth Dolce and you specifically work with women. And so I'm sure you see this all the time. Why are we so hesitant to take care of ourselves first? Because it's hard. (laughs) The truth is always the hardest. And I think that as a parent, you put the responsibility of everybody else on yourself first, like you said. Um, But we slowly let ourselves go to the point where it almost feels too hard to go back the other way. Uh, So taking the time to stop and really ask yourself, not just, you know, how am am I looking? Gosh, I I feel like I look like crap. But how are you actually feeling Um, in taking that responsibility on yourself to um, change your health in a way that's going to make you be a 
you know, feel better for the parenting side of things. I think mm-hmm. it's important to know, Beth, there's never a quick fix. This You have to decide, full mind and body, that you want to change yourself to feel better, to look better, the whole ball of wax. There isn't an easy, quick way of doing it, though, is there? There's not, and I think that that's a good point, is it's so important to ask yourself what is a deep-down reason for you. It's we, we feel so much social pressure to work out and go to the gym, and it's really important to find your own reasons to want to make a choice to be healthier, um, to become stronger, to become more active, whatever that looks like for you. Um, It's not easy, um, but it also doesn't have to be the same way that everyone else is doing it. So I think it's really important to find the right way for you to get started on that on that fitness journey. Well, and two, you know, I have the reason. It's like right there in my head. It's for my kids, right? And to have energy. I have the reason, but then I can't seem to find the time. I literally, Beth, have blocked out periods of time in my calendar. And it always seems like something comes up for somebody else. And I write over that colored in spot and say, okay, I'm going to do this instead. I'll have to work out later. And I keep pushing it off and there's no consistency. How do we get over that? I mean, if I can write over that space on my calendar, how am I ever going to make it to the point where I am doing it for the reason that I have in my head on a regular basis? I think getting away from, first of all, blocking out time that it has to involve fitness so we or activity. Um, we, we do need to exercise and we do need to use our bodies on a regular basis. But starting with something as simple as just making healthy changes by surrounding yourself by healthy people, um, educating yourself on um, topics that involve making nutritious decisions. You know, going to the gym is a step, but it starts at home. So doing things that are going to promote healthy choices down the road is just as important as um, going and actually physically making yourself exercise. So it may be a snowball effect for you. If you, you know, maybe there's a podcast you listen to, uh, a book like that you read. Cast. Like the mom cast. <laughs> um, some, some authors that you find that have really good information that starts to help you make more mindful choices, um, understand the certain types of nutritional choices you need to make for yourself that will then snowball into making choices for your family. All those things may, um, over time, allow you to just naturally transition into being more active, wanting to make you know more time for the whole family to do things together um, rather than just always finding time for yourself. And I have a follow-up to that, too. What about your partner? Because I feel like you have to have a partner that's on board with what you're doing to really be successful. Is that the case or not? Yes. That's a struggle at our house. So you have to have support. And I think that, you know, every relationship's different. But if you have a partner at home, I think it's so important to have a really honest conversation with them about what you need. Um, Come up with a, a strategy. So a schedule. Maybe it's a matter of talking about what your mornings look like. And is there a way that, you know, two mornings a week, I can go and have this hour for myself? Maybe it's just going for a walk. Maybe it's going down to your basement. But you have time for yourself and your partner understands that they need to help you um, allow that that block of time. And then they take the responsibility on for those two mornings. Maybe you have to make a checklist for them of what to do. But, <laughs> but. Uh, We bought bikes. We actually bought bikes this summer. And we had a little thing to pull the boys along oh, yeah. in the back. Those are great. So maybe that's my step. Yeah, right. Maybe. And just giving yourself permission. At, um, you know, I make a, I talk about fitness is such a fad. It's such a thing you have to be good at. You know, you have to be wearing Lululemon and walking around with a green smoothie. Um, you have to be able to know how to work out. Um, and it comes in any form, really. It's not, you know, our bodies are meant to move. We're meant to be active. Um, you ha- you've got kids that if you watch them, they know how to run outside and play. 
Um, there's always going to be laundry to do. There's always going to be dishes, but you can go and enjoy that playtime with them. Um, and then eventually when the kids get older, you can take more time to go do something more specific, like weight train That's regularly. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true because I've lived out those stages. And now that my kids are teenagers, it does give me a little more time. I'll say this, though. When, when you look at girls in their 20s, it's a lot easier for them to stay in shape. When you get to the 40s and 50s, it's harder to keep the weight off. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, and it's harder to exercise because you, you exercise, and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. You train people mentally, physically. What's the best thing you would tell the older moms out there? It's been interesting. You know, I'm I'm 34, so I haven't hit some of those phases yet. Well, Personally. Yes. <laughs> I know. Stacey and I have. And, 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 a long time ago. <laughs> and you we all both like to stay in shape. Yeah. But, but it does get harder mm-hmm. the right. older we get. And you all have changed how I look at at my job. Um, because it's not just about exercise and for a lot of women it's it's the process so what what I do with um, my approach and in our programs approach is we really sit down with women and talk about all the different aspects we take a comprehensive look at what that fitness is going to look like for them so it may not be about working out for you you may actually may you may not need to focus on exercise right now you may need to focus on reducing your stress levels and focusing more on sleep and that may actually be what helps you uh, start to lose some weight. I think that our immediate reaction is to go to the gym and work out harder. And a lot of times, if we're already living in a high-stress lifestyle, uh, that adds to the stress. So we may be actually treading water when you you don't need to be doing any of that at all. You need to be looking at something else that's causing the weight gain. Well, I was going to say that, you know, um, sometimes as women, we tend to think, okay, if I gained a little weight or I can't fit into that pair of jeans or that pair of shorts, then it's time to work out. And you brought up stress and not getting enough sleep. Those are things we don't typically think about for working out or making a lifestyle change. I mean, we just know in our heart, oh, we probably shouldn't do that. But stress, I know for me, we've talked about this. My mom is going through cancer. Um, She's staying with us. So I'm a caregiver and I'm working and I have a nine-year-old and it's very stressful (laughs) right now. I'm very stressed. That has a big effect on us, doesn't it, health-wise? It does. And we think of stress being go, go, go. Uh, we think of stress being, you know, constant things in our lives that are, are bogging us down. Stress can be underlying issues that over a slow period of time put us into this cortisol spiral where we have this buildup um, of low lying levels of stress. So it's emotional stress that you're feeling and on top of your stress of being busy t- taking care of your mother. Um, but that stress over time um, leads to hormone imbalance. So because it's causing us to maybe not make the healthiest choices because we don't um, focus on ourselves um, nutritionally, you know, we don't make time to sit down and eat, we're not sleeping as well. Those are all factors that lead to stressors in our life. So um, finding a way to, you know, you can't change your situation, but you can change some of the, you can focus on some of the things that can make you feel better. Um, so taking some time to, to recognize, you know, what are my sleeping patterns? Um, and Am I taking any time at the end of the day to just come down so that I can actually let my nervous system kind of relax a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not it's not something that we pay enough attention to. Well, and that's why I bring it up, because I think a lot of women are going through that. A lot of parents, a lot of moms are just doing too much. And you may be in what you think good physical shape, but there are other things going on in your life. And you need to know that stress and not getting enough sleep, which 
pretty much describes a mom's life for many years of her life are going to have some effects on you. And scrolling through your phone and being on your devices past like nine o'clock at night is not helping you with your stress. If you're looking at emails and Mm. other messages that are out there, I've tried at 9 p.m. to cut it off. Mm -hmm. I'm only a couple of weeks in and I have a different kind of schedule this week, but I'm hoping that might be that kind of wind down time. I like Mm -hmm. that you said that because Mm -hmm. knowing that would help me with my health ultimately. That's why you don't answer my texts at 10 o'clock. No, because I'm off, Dreyer. (laughs) Good for you. I think it's important to, you know, this is where educating yourself on what is happening with your body is important. So understanding the effects of um, good sleep and understanding the effects of cortisol. At, at night, your cortisol levels are supposed to go down to their lowest point. In the morning, they naturally rise, and that's when your body wakes up and you feel ready for the day. When you get to a certain point in the evenings, around between the hours of 10 and midnight, if you don't turn your devices off, if you don't let yourself come down, those cortisol levels are actually going to rise back up. And so you're putting yourself in this tailspin of not letting that natural rhythm of your body go through the process that it's supposed to. So then you're going to lose out on going through those REM cycles of sleep through the night. Um, that is when your body is going to have the most secretion of growth hormones to where you're going to recover. Um, your, so if you did work out, your muscles are going to recover. Your hormones are going to rebalance. Your, um, your whole system is going to basically get an opportunity to really rebalance itself. So that sleep is what's going to get you to the point where in the morning you can wake up and feel refreshed and, and get back on the saddle again. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I do not get sleep at all. I mean, literally, I will toss and turn all night. My mind is constantly trying to think of different things. If you can help me sleep through the night, I'll, you, I'll give you all the money I have, which isn't very much at this point. I have some really good resources to give you some tools. Well, good. And that's, I'll look that's at those. The thing. It's, everybody has to find their own way. If you would give our listeners one piece of advice, if there was one on the physical aspect, because I know mm-hmm. you deal a lot body performance right. with working out and keeping in physical shape too. One piece of advice would be what? Go out and take a daily 20-minute walk, um, do a little crunch activity. I mean, what, what would it be that you would tell our listeners, physically speaking? I honestly start with walking. Um, it, that is the easiest thing to do. Speed walking or just simply walking? It's going to be dependent on where you're starting. If you are somebody that's inactive and you just need a starting point, just get up and move your body. It really comes down to moving and burning calories. Um, we, we don't use our bodies enough at this point. Pokemon Go? Species. Yes. Okay. Yeah, what do you think of <laughs> that? Because we hear pros and cons about that. That's but it's true. getting people moving. It, it is. is. Yeah, getting point, people Steve. moving. It if it gets you up out of a chair, I mean, if you are physically not getting up out of your chair for eight hours a day, then that is a start. Once you Michaela. Kind of... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it can happen if you know you're working on client yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Get up at lunch and go play Pokemon Go if you have to. But um, taking the stairs, I know it's cliche, but we did a, we did a challenge um, a couple weeks ago, and we challenged our clients to do the stairs for 20 minutes. And a lot of people actually had to do that at work, where they take a few minutes at you know every couple hours and go do the stairs. That is an opportunity for you to move your body. And that's it's not just you know, working out to work out, but it's actually getting the, you know, fluids moving through your body, getting your blood flow moving, getting the joints lubricated. Um, And in addition to burning calories, obviously we want that weight loss as women. Um, But that is, you know, just finding excuses to move is really important. Mm -hmm. Once you get past that point, then yes, if you really want to make a change in how you look, you do need to step it up. You do need to put yourself in a position where um, you're going to be sweating, where you're going to be challenging your body. Um, it doesn't have to be an all-out workout to where you're 
feeling like you can't walk afterwards, but you do have to um, find a way to push yourself beyond your comfort zone of traditional leisurely walk. <laughs> you are a wealth of information. I could listen to you speak forever, and I wish everybody could see you because is she not in tip-top mm, shape, yeah, ladies? She really Does she is. look great? Yeah, she looks mm-hmm. incredible. I think she knows what she's talking about. I think so. Walking marketing, that's the way I look at it. <laughs> so how do people get a hold of you? How do they reach out to you if they want to hear more from you? So I have a program called Body Performance for Women. It is a strength training and nutrition program. We take a comprehensive approach to um, lifestyle change that involves um, exercise, nutrition, um, t- looking looking at your sleep cycles, looking at your, your overall nutrition. And um, we are in Dublin. We have a facility that we work out of in Dublin called Good Bodies. And um, you can also reach me online. I have a website at uh, bodyperformanceforlife.com. That's the number four. And I am always happy to have a phone conversation. It's not always a matter of you having to come in and work out with somebody, but maybe just that one conversation will help you get started on your way to, you know, making some more accountable choices for yourself. So. Okay. And we'll get a picture of you, but yes. uh, none of us want to stand next to you. Yeah, we'll so. have Greg. We'll have <laughs> producer Greg we'll stand Greg next to him. <laughs> so people can see how fit you are. We are so fortunate every week to talk to Mid-Ohio pediatrics and adolescents, getting great advice from them on all kinds of health issues. Today, Dr. Kathy Fulop talks about something that maybe you're noticing with your own children. If you consider doing allergy testing, it's to determine whether it's allergy or not. So my six-year-old was allergy tested probably when he was almost three, and we were so upset because it came back that he was allergic to dogs. And we have two miniature dachshunds that are the original fur babies of the house, obviously, and we were really nervous about it. But we kept the dogs, and he's fine. Absolutely. So can those, is it, is it, a, is it a false positive that can come back on allergy tests, or do things change over time for, as kids are really little? They can change over time. Is the test always valid? I usually say if you put a child in front of a cat and they have an asthma attack or their eyes swell up um, and itch tremendously, I would trust that more so than perhaps a false negative. I'm allergic to cats and dogs, and I have both of them. (laughs) And it's almost as if if the pet was there from the get-go when the child was born, it's almost a desensitization to your own pets. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I can speak firsthand. They are my children's doctor. We go there all the time when we need something. If you're looking for a family doctor, please call Mid-Ohio Pediatrics at 614-899-0000. It is the end of July, you know, and that means within the next month, pools are going to start winding down as kids go back to school. You've been at the pool a couple times this summer. Have you guys made it? Not really. I haven't been able to do the pool very much, but we've been doing the ocean. Oh, well, the ocean counts, right? <laughs> In either sense, you got to swim. You got to learn to swim. You got to learn how to swim. And if you haven't been at the pool, if you've been busy this summer, because some families haven't been, we're one of those that we've been really busy and haven't made it. There's still a way to help your kids with their swim skills. We have Aquatots right in our backyard, Aquatots Swim Schools, and they provide great group lessons in an environment that's really easy for kids to be able to learn in. Um, you're able to do it on a weekly basis and sometimes one, two, or three days a week. So if you have a kid who, you know, still needs to kind of up their swim skills, they should try to go Aqua Tots, www.aqua-tots.com. You can find information there or give them a call, 614-984-3732. So many families spend so much money on amusement parks, but a great way to save money if you want to enjoy the rides and eat all that kind of food 
is state fairs or any type of fairs, county fairs. Oh, I loved, loved county fairs growing up in state fairs. I was actually, little known fact, Mindy, Miss Making County Fair. I knew that about you. Did you know that about yes. me? It's like, it's kind of, a, they called me the cow queen. I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> well, but I don't know if I'd call you the cow queen. But, I, mean, I just that was call my you friends, queen. Th- my friends tease me about it. But they're amazing because you have rides, you have great food, you have this family-friendly atmosphere. I always it, loved it in the state And it's not that expensive, too. so it's a great option. Right now, the Ohio State Fair is going on, and joining us from the fair is Alicia Schultz. Hi, Alicia. Hi, how are you ladies? Great. So what's new this year at the fair? You know, we always like to blend the same traditional things that you've always experienced about the fair, especially, you know, for those of us with children that we did when we were children, and we can bring our kids back now, too. Um, But the new things, like the this year we have an Arctic Olympics high dive show in which these acrobatic divers jump from an 80-foot-tall diving board into this pool at the south end of the midway just beside the Ferris wheel. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness, I know. (laughs) And I, I didn't really think I was afraid of heights until I saw how tall an 80-foot tall diving board Wow, that's something and, to see, though. Oh, my goodness, it is. And, and so that's you know, something we, new that you have this year. So that's one of the things. And is it, are, where do we go to get show information for stuff like that? I know I want to go see that. Like, that's something that I would put on my schedule. Oh, wonderful. Well, so there's two ways. You know, you can go to ohiostatefair.com, and you can download the schedules of our events. But we also have a free mobile app the Ohio State Fair Food Finder, and within that app, it has schedules so you can go through and and build your own schedule. You can check, oh, I want to go to the Arctic Olympics High Dive Show and put a little heart there, and I want to go see the Lumberjack Show in Natural Resources Park, and you can put a little heart there, and you can pick all the different items that you and your family want to visit while you're here and build your own schedule. You know, when I was a kid, Alicia, I worked at the Ohio State Fair. I actually sold lemon shakes. Oh, my goodness. Well, so I then did. you know the tips on how I to make see a perfect lemon shake-up, I'm sure. Oh, I sure do. And to keep the bees away. But what is the best <laughs> type of food fair that you would suggest for families this year? Oh, my goodness. That's such a tough call because everyone has such different tastes. You know, it's one of those things where it, it, it does come once a year. And so it's a state fair. So you kind of want to indulge and try some of the crazy foods like, you know, fried cheese or a corn dog or a deep-fried Oreo wrapped in bacon. But one of the great places... Deep-fried Oreo wrapped in bacon? Exactly. So I hear that the uh, the sweet and savory works really well together, and, and that's another food that's been popular for us that has sweet and savory is the donut burger. So it's essentially like a cheeseburger, but instead of buns, it's donuts. You know, so there are these crazy, wacky things that you can try, but you can also sit down in the air-conditioned taste of Ohio Cafe and have a meal from Ohio's agricultural commodity groups, and it's really neat. The meals are actually served to you by Ohio farmers. So oh, that's you know, you're neat. getting oh, that's an awesome. ear of corn from a corn farmer. I always I got a milkshake in the last couple of years from the dairy farmers. Are they still doing that? Ice cream and milkshake in a portion of the fairgrounds? It was so good. They do, yes. And they're delicious, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I also, I, I heard a rumor that there might be a big ice cream eating contest. Like, are you guys there going for is. a world record or something? Yes. So on Wednesday, August 3rd, we are going to attempt to set the Guinness World Record for largest ice cream eating competition. So um, our wonderful friends from Velvet Ice Cream in Utica, Ohio, every year they make a new special flavor of ice cream for the Ohio State Fair. Mm -hmm. This year it's banana cream pie. But they tell me that when you do an ice cream eating competition, the best thing to eat is just plain old vanilla. 
So um, they're bringing out a ton of free ice cream, and we're hoping to get at least 250 people to help us sit down and see if we can have the most people ever to participate in an ice cream eating competition. What a great idea. You know what, though, Alicia? It's not just Ohio, but you look at county fairs and fairs all across the country. What is it about a fair itself that brings so many families out to fairgrounds? You know, I think it's a combination of all of the factors there. I grew up on a county fair as well. And, you know, it's something where it's it's the social scene that you get to see people, but it's the all the different activities that are available, whether that be seeing livestock animals, you know, especially for some of us in more urban areas where you don't really get to see a cow or a goat on a regular basis. Um, but blending that with the opportunity to have some educational experiences and entertainment. You know, everyone loves entertainment. We've got free live music and stages. And the same formula works, you know, at the county fair, at an independent fair, at a state fair. And it's something where we all, just as families, enjoy getting time out together and doing something that's a little different. And it's nice that it's a lot of things rolled into one. Alicia, I was out there a couple years ago, um, and there was this big crowd around kind of an area that was kind of a pen, I guess you would say. And I didn't know I didn't know why this crowd was gathering around, back to what we don't see all the time being in a more urban area. And so we go, we kind of sne- snake into the crowd, you know, with my three-year-old at the time, and a calf was being born. Aww. And yeah. it was the most amazing thing to see. It was life, right? And it was just really cool, and I will always have that memory. I mean... It is a calf being born. There's a lot going on with that, obviously. But like from an educational standpoint for me or for just my son to watch, it was it was really neat. It was something we never would have seen anywhere else, you know, on where we regularly go. Yeah, I completely agree with you. No, it's wonderful. It's just you really get to be hands on with, you know, nature and agriculture and livestock and life as a whole. And I mean, you know, how often are you able to see a cow being born? And it's amazing. You know, I mean, they stand up and walk right away. And that's what we never get to see. Yeah. Well, the fair's going on right now. The last day of the Ohio State Fair is? August 7th, Sunday, Uh, August 7th. Thank you so much, Alicia. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, we had a lot of fun today, ladies, and I think there's some dads that listen, too. I think so. (laughs) Always have fun on the MomCast, and it's just been a great partnership that we're getting with so many different listeners. Next week, we're going to talk about how you punish your kid and saving you money as we go back to school shopping. I was going to say, you're not going to get screams of excitement from me. Back to school shopping or, or going back, back to, to school. school? Yeah, I know. Well, we got to talk about it. And yeah. we will on the MomCast. See you next week.